This episode is proudly sponsored by Richard Johnston with Johnston Insurance Agency. Specializing in home, auto, life, and commercial insurance, Richard is exactly who you want on your side when needing coverage for your new home. Heather and I trust Richard with our clients' insurance needs, and we think you should too. For more information about working with Richard, email him at richard at johnstoninsuranceagency.com or give him a call at 817-415-4009. I'm Kaylin. And I'm Heather. And this is We Need Closure. We Need Closure. Always be closing. Hello, I live here. Always be closing. I've never been to your apartment. So real. What else do we need? We Need Closure. Heather, how was the rave you attended yesterday? Oh, it was excellent. I mean, for a Monday night, yeah, I feel like it was great. Good. Um, and by rave, I think you are um, referring to the showing that I had it's exactly yesterday. That I did see. Yep, um, you sent me the picture, and I just want to know: Were you listening to techno music at the time, or you just found this house and were like, "A rave could break out at any moment"? I've found my client's dream home. I have learned doing this that I just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I open the door, I mention, you know, that the bedrooms, bath, square footage, and then I keep my mouth shut because these particular buyers liked, liked the party lights. They have them currently in their current house. So, you know, I just, to I, each their to own, each their own, but there was definitely, there was in the bathroom, the kitchen and the living room, these LED party lights where they changed colors from red, purple, green, yellow, orange. And, um, this just shows I'm not really living. Yeah. Because those people are doing it right. Yeah. And having a party at any point in time. I mean. Kitchen in the day, party at night. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, so maybe we'll share it on Instagram. It's so trippy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you did your job this week. Yes. Yes. And I got one under contract and they are buying from California. Love it. Welcome to Texas. And they're actually coming today for the inspection and they have not seen the house yet. So do you find with out of town buyers, is this a whole new world for them or this isn't their first rodeo? So it's okay. You know, just like Texas Foundation and Texas Yeah, Bugs Foundation and is mostly the, yeah. the, the thing we've got to go through. They yeah. get concerned about mm-hmm. it. And I, I have one that has a septic too. And they're also, I have two California buyers. One has a septic. So just talking through, you want land, but that means septic and what is that and all that. So I want to talk about that on a future episode because I've only done, I think, one septic tank house in my entire career. And it mm-hmm. blew my mind that there was this other aspect that we had to like have addendums for and have special vendors out to clean it and yes oh just that that noise yeah (laughs) I've it's the whole septic thing has been explained to me a minimum of 85 times every time I get under contract with septic it's all gone I forget everything how it works I have to have it explained yep so yeah well it's like Groundhog's Day with septic tanks I bet that would be a great interview someone who has to go out and take a look at those that's just the most disgusting (laughs) I mean, we can get into it later. Yeah. Um, what about you? I did. I did my job. I'm trying to think. Uh, we've got. I've got. You some, didn't have another closing today. What if I just mentioned that closing from last week again? <laughs> did Did I tell you I closed the house two weeks ago? No, you didn't. <laughs> I've got some. You know what? Wait. We went under contract. I got a buyer under contract. Super pumped about that. And I've got some other buyers that are perusing. So we'll just see what happens. Nice. I know. I love coast. You know, it's it's October headed into November or it's November. I don't even freaking know what month it is, but you know what? Let's let's get a few more done before the end of the year. Agree. And I also want to make note, listener, in case I sound like Kaylin now, <laughs> I've readjusted. I have adjusted my mic. The feedback we've gotten is Kaylin's voice is amazing. And I uh, haven't heard any feedback on mine yet. So I am kind of changing things up and I'm I have the microphone different and I'm going to talk a little different and you are now living your best podcast life my best podcast we're setting you up for success speaking of set set us up for our guest (laughs) excellent segue I I must stop Listener, we can't keep chatting because we have a guest here today and we don't want to waste any more of his time because he is a busy, busy man in the world of real estate. Today, we have Grant Bullinger here with us. He's a certified residential appraiser in Fort Worth, Texas. He grew up in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. I mean, 
excellent place to grow up. Never heard of it in my life, but can't wait to ask him more questions about that. He is a Baylor grad married to a realtor and a close friend of ours. He's got three kids. They live in Fort Worth, Texas, and he's been appraising for five years. Please, listener, welcome Grant Bullinger to the podcast. Yay. How are y'all doing? Grant, excellent podcast voice. Thank you very much. I've also, I just readjusted my mic. Um, well, I think to it's, help with. Well, Kaylin didn't. I just tell I me. don't want Kaylin's voice to. I'm not trying to overshadow anyone, out, guys. So. Well, I feel a little inferior because we found out that Grant also does some sports announcing just on the side. So, <laughs> um, I think yeah, he's going to put I'll us just to shame. Probably let them talk. Actually, Grant, before we kick it off into the stories, can you give us a little baseball announcing voice for us, real fast? <laughs> well, it is. Uh, you know, local private high school baseball announcing. So it's, it's important, not, Grant. It's um, important. So let's say Heather is on the other team. Okay. She's coming up to bat. No music. Okay. Dead silence. E. Ladies and gentlemen, now batting. Number 14, Heather Teams. Oh, my God. That's it? Done. Okay. That's it. Okay. What's the other side? Kaylin. Yes. Kaylin's on the home team. Music plays. Now batting number 21, Kaylin McKittrick. And then the music and, you know. Oh, holy. Yeah. You Wait, we need to add this in as a button because I am so ready for this interview now. I'm not. Grant, thank you for that pump sure, up. Yeah, That's sure incredible. Thing. I felt super comfortable doing it. Appraiser, <laughs> appraiser and announcer. He's got a lot of talents, folks. Okay. Well, Grant, the way you know that you get on this podcast is very elite and very difficult to get on podcast is that you have to have some stories from your many years of appraising here in the DFW area. And I, w- I want to start with the stories, but then we are going to get in for the listener who may or may not be very familiar what appraisers do. We will get into that. But in the meantime, the listener needs to know that you do enter into people's homes as we do. Yes. You do not sell. No. You are trying to find the value of that home. Yes. Okay. So with that, I would love to hear your stories. There, I have a few. I have a few stories. I think the, I think it would be great to start with the first house I ever walked into. Oh, Perfect. Yes. So the trainee supervisor relationship and appraisers is, um, is, is kind of a longer term deal than what you would see in a lot of different areas of real estate. You have to have several hours logged, right? Yes. Yes. So, um, it's to be a certified appraiser, you need 204 hours of classroom time and then 2000 hours of field work. That's way more than we need to do our jobs. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) at the beginning, um, you spend, Every minute of the day with your supervisor. So I would go to his house, we'd get in his car, oh, and we no. would just go appraise all day, and then we'd come back and we'd write reports. Did you like him? Oh, yeah. Love oh, him. thank God. Love him. Great guy. Um, been very, very kind to me. And, and um, so get in his car, and he's like, are you ready? And I was like, yeah, let's do this. So excited. <laughs> like it's Batman and Robin heading day out for one. a day It of really is. <laughs> and so we're driving and he's like, the first one we're doing is this townhome. And he said, heads up. There are trigger words that appraisers will hear. And um, I hope you don't mind clutter is one of those, is one of those words. Okay. Clutter. If you hear clutter, um, you need to extend that appointment time longer because it's not just clutter. So we go to this, we go to this condo and the woman meets us there and there are like five do you know what a maltese dog is yeah, a I little do. white dog she had like five of them and they're going ballistic yippee yippee and i'm like this is appraisal like i'm so excited let's get in here and do this and we go in and the story of this condo was that she bought the condo on the end of the row of condos and then um her dad became ill and so she bought the condo next door and so her dad lived there well he had since passed away and so she said i've got a great idea i have this three thousand square foot condo i'll just put a door in between these two and now i'll have a six thousand square foot condominium that doesn't sound up to code it she got it replatted so it was official oh but zero comps like there's no 6,000 square foot condo anywhere 
but she hadn't redone. That was all she did was put a door in. So it was like a maze. So I'm lost inside. <laughs> we're trying to measure these. We're trying to measure this. 6,000 square foot. Condo. Maltese are following it, you around. Yes. Barking at your heels. But like, y'all, one of the dirtiest homes oh, I've ever been in. Both sides. Both sides were dirty. Now, uh, is this is this the mention of clutter at this point? This is clutter. Okay. And who gave you that word clutter? Like, was that the listing agent? So our, the... our scheduler will oh, call and okay. make the appointments and just, hey, tell me just a little bit about, you know, the house. Uh, and if she, like you, <laughs> if I could pull, if I could, if I knew of one, I'd pull it up on my schedule and it would just be like... Asterisk clutter oh. asterisk. Oh, like, that's, that's the behind what she the puts. scenes. I had no idea about. I've, I've never heard of this. No. I'm loving this. Yeah. What a whole different world, right? And so you see that word clutter, and you know, and you holy know, crap. We we need some. We've got you know some going in. So the dogs, like she is not taking care of these dogs. Oh. There are puppy pads oh. kind of scattered throughout the house. There's dried poop everywhere. Oh my god. Um, just. The beds are just full of, she's the only person living there, but oh like God. there's beds. But needed 6,000 square feet. Yes. For all her um, puppy pets. She was like, I have a safe room. Do you guys want to go in the safe room? And we're like, no, nope. we do not no want to go into the safe. I will not. We'll just listen. Nope. We're good. Yeah. Clothes everywhere. So we're, we're kind of walking through. And so she kind of shows us around a little bit and then says, I'm just, I'm going to just go sit downstairs. We're great. And so we're making our way through these rooms. And in appraisal, like, you've got to take a picture of every room. Right. So we walk in this one room. Y'all, it was. Have you seen those commercials where it's like they walk into a room and it's just full of porcelain dolls? Oh, just eyeballs staring yes. back at you. So the entire, you did not see walls. You didn't see it like it was. Floor to ceiling. Floor to ceiling, like staggered like they were in a stadium. Oh, porcelain dolls so she could maybe like put on a show like uh, a play i mean i don't know what was going on but it was i was like oh my oh my god i bet every door you open was we just need to go like what are, what's in here it was insane oh, the walls oh, no. it, were like packed a, like of a fun stuff, house but not a fun but house. not yeah, yeah no mirrors but like a house of mirrors we got <laughs> Turned around, but like it, that was insane, and that was the first house I ever did. I was gonna say, it and this stunk. is the first one. But why we stayed all stayed in? Exactly. We all have these first stories where we're like, okay, that's this is a yeah, job for the me. The first house. Okay, we so. ended up not being able to find comps. We ended up having to turn down the assignment. Oh my god! But went you through still had to do all, all that. of that. Went through all of that, and like, do, like I've never been. That was the only time. I think that I've been in a house and then had to clean poo off my shoes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Like immediately inside. Just a shower, that is disgusting. So this one had it all. I mean, the dolls, the dogs, the feces, whatever we yep. want yeah. to say. Yeah. And, and you still had to turn down the assignment. Still had to turn it down. I went through all that. Gross. To turn it down. It was disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah. Okay. And, and actually what I'd love at this point is just having given that background. Can you talk about what in the appraisal, like in the real estate process, why someone would need you to come out or who hires you to come out and do your job? Sure. So there's usually in like a residential transaction, right? Typically it's the lender that employs us to go out. Okay. So we're kind of, um, the appraiser's role is to be an unbiased opinion in a respectfully biased transaction, right. Right. right? Like you have a buyer who wants to buy the house. You have a seller that wants to sell a house. You have realtors involved that have put in all this work and counseling and negotiation to have this thing go through. And then you have a lender who says, well, this is really our money, we don't care how anyone feels about this. We want to make sure that if you buy a house for 500000 that it's worth $500,000 in case things go bad and we have to unload this house. And, the, and this has been in place forever and ever and ever, obviously. Mm -hmm. But the reason that it's more important than ever is after 2008 with the crash, right? Mm -hmm. We were not having maybe the honesty about what's happening. Or there, again, there's so, many, there's so many other podcasts you can listen to about what happened in 2008. This is not one of them. But I feel that the appraiser is obviously so important in making sure that we are actually living up to the value of that home so that the lender is again, making a good bet on their money and their sure. investment. So my question is, do you intentionally try to come in and kill deals or do you? <laughs> yeah. 
It's it's one hundred. Why are you the most hated person <laughs> yeah. in real estate? Yeah, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Have we thanked you for coming on? Yeah, yeah. this is great. Uh, wow. Oh, I gotta go. My, my phone. No, I do feel like realtors like love appraisers or uh, it's a love hate relationship. It's a love hate. It's a necessary it's a, thing that has to be done. We we always act surprised. I do. Right. I'm like, oh my god, the appraisal. Like, oh. I've done so many transactions and every time yeah. I'm like, oh, the appraisal, I forgot. <laughs> and I will tell you, in all my years of doing this grant, I still do not fully potentially understand the way in which you guys pull comps, the way in, yeah, what, in which you're looking at certain aspects. So my questions would be, and Heather, I know, I think we have like a bag of these to throw at him, but when you go into a house and we're looking at all these comps and we're having to depreciate some of those other comps because, you know, it maybe didn't live up or something. And I feel like Matt, our broker is great at this. I've sent him appraisal reports yes. and be like, please explain this to me. Mm-hmm. But my question for you would be, are you looking at the finishes? Like, are you looking at what the kitchen looks like? Are you looking at, you know, know, the, the paint in the house? Are you looking at any extra little things like that? Or, you know, what are the main things in which you value a home? I would say that, yes, we do look at finishes. We do look at flooring. Like I'm going to look at a granite countertop and be like granite countertop. Okay. I'm not going to say Taj Mahal quartzite. That's a level six. Okay. They imported that from, you know, India. Which is important to know because some sellers will kind of say, well, I have level six sure, I've and spent 14 a lot inch crown molding. Money. So, mm-hmm. it, so you've got to go in with the mindset and, and this is hard for sellers because, you know, typically they've said, okay, we bought this house for $500,000. We've put 150 into it. Therefore it's worth six fifty. but we did the work. So it's probably worth seven, right, you know? Right. And so I am looking for a similar of a house as I can find. Right. So if you are in a DR Horton neighborhood, mm-hmm. right? That's super easy super to find. Easy. Right? There are a Every bunch of them. One yeah. might know, in fact be that same I house. I know exactly what it is. Got it. And so um as an appraiser that makes me feel very comfortable. Right. Yes. Those um, are your that's the highlight of warm, that 6,000 square foot condo. 6,000 square foot condo that's not like when I hear this house is one of a kind. Oh, like, oh no. <laughs> that's the worst. I need at least 3 to 5 um, kinds. To- yeah. That's um that's that's the hard part. Yeah. We're looking at we're looking at finishes. We're looking at that. We're trying to find things that are similar. I think what we run into sometimes and I think uh, realtors run into this also when they're trying to price a home for sale that is unique or there aren't many homes like this in the neighborhood or they're in a neighborhood where there's not a lot of uniformity. Right. You've got a lot of different looking houses. Maybe uh, custom. Absolutely. Like that. Custom houses. Um, then you start to run into, I think where I see appraisers and realtors really differ on how they come to pricing is appraisers will look at, okay, let me find houses in the neighborhood that are close. I mean, when I start to pull comps, I start a half mile out, six months back. A half mile out, six months back. This is the exact details I'm looking for, right? Because Heather, this Because I do one year out, one mile do out. Do you? Okay. <laughs> but this helps us do our job better. Yes, it does. I would argue yes. if we can work collectively with right. that appraisal. So, okay. So say that part one more time. So I'll, what I'll start with is now, and, and this would be like inside the city limits of Fort Worth. If I'm out in the country, I'm going to yeah. go out farther, right? right? But like in a, norm, like a densely populated area, that six months back- half mile out is a starting point. Okay. Right. So if I don't see that, I'm going to maybe go farther out. I'll go to okay. a mile and six months back okay. and then I'll go a mile out a year back. Okay. So it's a, it's a process. So I'll have a realtor call me and say, this appraisal is ridiculous. And you're like, <laughs> okay, well tell me why it's ridiculous. They went back farther than six months. Or here's, here's something that I've had in my mind of a hard and fast stop that they exceeded. They went back farther than a year or they went back this far. And so the guidelines that we have in appraisal is at the end of the day, at the end of the report, we need to come up with a credible value. So uh, it's supported by data. It's supported by sales. And so we have the leeway to extend out and go farther back in time. I mean, 
I think the farthest back I've gone is five years. Oh man, that's way more than I would have thought. Appraisal. Now that was a very, very unique, unique home. property. Yeah. Um, but you have to go find, I have to go find what it is. I would like for it to be the closest. Mm-hmm. If I have to go to the grocery store, I want to go to the closest grocery store I can find. But if it doesn't have what I need, I'll go farther. Oh, right. Love that. Is that a metaphor? Yeah. Is it an analogy? Yeah, we can use that. For it's a fable. So, what if- <laughs> so, but that's, I think that's, I think I, I get a lot of, of questions about, hey, it, this, these aren't even good comps because they've gone, they've done X or they've done that. The other thing that I see is when I look for comps, I get the contract. I know what the yeah. sales price is. Yeah. I know, you know, all the stipulations of the contract, whether they're seller paids or whatever. But I'm going to go try to find what's in that neighborhood. And I think what, when things have fallen, when the value has come in lower than the sales price. Our worst nightmare. Typically, from my experience when that's happened, is um, on on a house that you guys would be involved in. uh, New builds are kind of different, right? Yeah. If you do too many options and too many, if you, if you check yes on every box that the salesperson at the home builders does, you're, it's good. You, you might be in trouble. Right. But for you guys, I think what I've really seen is whether it's fueled from the seller, that's like, no, no, no. My buddy three blocks over sold his house for this much and his house is like a million times nicer. And so we're going to sell it for this. Yeah, Absolutely. What I've seen is you guys will go, I don't, so an appraiser really doesn't pay much attention to price per square foot. Oh, oh my gosh. My God. That's like, because we are uh, the only only thing I do. Okay. Okay. So what I've seen is blowing our minds. You guys will go in to price per square foot. This house is price per square foot X. Yes. Let me go find other houses. Yes. That are this price per square foot. Yeah. Stop undoing everything I know to and be so true, Grant. And so you're searching for support of your price that you came up with or your seller came up with, but really you need to go look at comps and then backtrack to here's what a price is. So would it be a fair assumption to say we don't necessarily need to find an identical twin of the property, but we need to find like its fraternal twin? So when we're looking at comparable properties, think of a situation where you sit down with a buyer and you're like, what are you guys interested in? Well, we'd like to be kind of in this area of town. We'd kind of like a house that's X big. We want this many bedrooms and bathrooms. We'd like all these things that we would like. The kitchen has to be very nice. Yes. Party lights. Party lights. Um, Taxidermy. Taxidermy. Do you have a do you have room for dolls, porcelain dolls? <laughs> um, whatever that is, that's your typical buyer for that property. It's a, it's a get ready for an appraisal term. Oh, the theory of substitution. So write it down. You write are, it down. Oh, Heather, Heather. Sorry, sorry. What? So if you're gonna go show houses to your client, right? And they would be interested in the house you're selling. What are the other houses that you would be like, you need to see this one, you need to see this one, you need to right. see this one. Right. That's kind of the same thing that we're going through okay. of, okay, would a would a buyer in this neighborhood be interested in that house too? Okay. Oh, yeah. And that's if fair. wouldn't be interested in that house, it's probably, probably not, not a, comp. a comp. Probably not a comp. Okay. That is fair. And I will say, I feel like when we, I've talked to other agents about like, and I want to get into this so bad about the things you care about and don't care about that realtors do. But when I've talked to other agents about, Hey, I'm going to write that email. I'm going to provide those comps to the appraiser though. That's actually some of the language that they've given me kind of like, Hey, they didn't look at this house because it didn't have X, Y, and Z. And I feel like that's clearly another good agent in our brokerage who's given me that advice, which was exactly what you're saying, Grant. You, you've probably talked to her about this, but it's that 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 wasn't even on our showing list of mm-hmm. what we were going to go see because it wasn't like this property. So that makes a ton of sense. And I'm loving that for when we do get into pricing strategy. Yeah. Yeah. I do love that. And what you're trying to do is the lender has hired you to do this. You go out and you're trying to say, yes, it is worth what you people have put it under contract for. Now, my question for you is this, because I get this all the time. People are like, does it have to hit the value 
of what we have it under contract for or what it is after the loan to down payment, right? So after my 20%, does it have to hit that number or does it have to hit the list price? It, that depends on the lender. Okay. Yeah, it really does. Some lenders, you know, the more you put down, the less some lenders put on the appraisal. But it, it just kind of depends on the product. It, it kind of depends on their debt to income ratios, different things like that. A, a lender would be you know, a loan officer would probably be able to speak to that better. Okay. Um, based but, on them, but it's but it's based on the lender, which is so interesting to me because I I thought I had an answer. Honestly, I thought no, we need it to hit list price, right? Yes. Like, but this is interesting to hear that it's different things. Heather, you I, you had all the questions that we wanted to ask him regarding what matters in the relationship of the realtor to the appraiser. Well, you kind of touched on it a little bit. I mean, I I feel like us as realtors, we get through get their inspection and then we know the appraisal's coming and we are so like I, you probably know this but like we are like if I'm the listing agent and you're the buyer agent Kaylin I mean I'm Kaylin yeah <laughs> both of us what did I call you Caitlin no <laughs> just kidding Kaylin both of us are like okay you tell me when it's scheduled yes like I'm the buyer's agent or whatever I said but like because I want to make sure I get to him before he goes out there like because that's going to matter. And I was so scared early in my career. Like, I thought we were not allowed to talk to you. I don't think I you we are, were, but we I don't think you're allowed to. Yeah, and I have all, a story I want to ask yeah. Grant about, too. But so I didn't even, like, get near him. And then when the market went nuts, it was like, no, get in front of them. Email them. Do, do these things. Yeah. So, again, I don't know if that's even of any value to you. Most appraisers are kind, at least. They say, mm -hmm. thanks. Or what I will do sometimes is ask them, is it okay if I send you? And they'll be like, sure, here's my email. Right. Most appraisers are at least, whether they're just saying it to say it. I was going to say, just being nice. Just, just being because. nice. But then I will look at comps. Like as a listing agent, like, these are the comps that I use to price it. Here you go. And then clients put in this level six granite two years, all this, you know, we'll just, and I do feel like, and maybe if, Grant, if you were to get this kind of frantic email from me, like maybe you already kind of know like, oh, they're worried. They're yeah. worried about that's what the I'm always afraid of. Like, oh, I just thought about that literally while I said it. But I'm that's like, oh. what I'm afraid of. Oh, I, here's the appraiser. And he's like, well, look at this agent who's yes. clearly worried about this thing making value. How do you feel? Are we allowed to talk to you? How do you feel when you get those emails? Is there anything that we can do to support you? Or are you like, back off, ladies? I'm Just let me do my job. I would say back off. that, no, awesome. not back off at all. You know, there's there's different things that can be super helpful. You know, where I live... In Fort Worth, my street is a certain school district that is maybe more desirable mm -hmm. perception from, you know, more desirable from a market perception for the school district versus literally the next street over. Right. So if I was selling that house and was a realtor, I would definitely let the appraiser know, hey, this house is X schools. The next street over is X schools. So, and it's a big, like, it's a big, big difference. difference. And so there are different things that you can let me know as an agent okay. working with an appraiser. Um, hey, here's my CMA. Typically, by the time I hear from a realtor, I've already pulled comps. Okay. I've already done that. I've had realtors leave packets of information. Okay. Like on the kitchen counter. With and it like says a appraiser. $20 bills slipped in the middle of right. it. I've done one that was like laminated. Like in oh, a, no. I went to like Staples and got one of those like you know and they were like she wasted money on this she's yeah. nervous about this appraisal so sometimes it's helpful okay right um well, i have had realtors leave me um showing comments like um what people have said as they've looked at this house does that sway you zero okay it was hysterical though because she would like highlight the good ones and uh, most of it would be like, this house is priced correctly. Like, <laughs> Fair. <laughs> and for some Fair. reason, some Reasonable. other lines are like whited out. We, yeah. some, but I would say most of the time I get no interaction from a realtor. So when you do get it, you're like, okay, it doesn't listen. The data and the previous sales, that's like you, a realtor can't influence that. Right. Can they shed light on why this house is priced the way it is because of the school district or, or whatever. Yes, absolutely. Knowledge like that that's not necessarily found yes. in these sold cars. Um, some realtors don't understand what appraisers do. So I've had a realtor meet me at a house before. Oh. And that's like, 
that that was that was different. I did that. Heather, he, have you I done could that? tell he was annoyed. He was like, um, "This is the same one where I laminated it." <laughs> so, so there's, I mean, there's a reason you're there, right? And you know, I don't. She was like, "Listen, we could have sold this house for a lot more, oh, but the buyer, but they love. didn't want to, but they didn't want to sell it that high." And oh, you're like, right. Yeah, they that's didn't what want most people want to do is mm-hmm. not sell it, uh, and. <laughs> And listen, the chimney sweep is coming next week. Oh, and I was like, I don't, I'm not, I don't care about that. Not Santa Claus. Yeah, not jumping down there later. Yeah, no. I don't know if you know how I can get in the front door just oh fine. <laughs> well, so, what, what about? Let me ask you this. Yeah. What about if realtors have some off-market comps that you may Absolutely. not have? That may be something okay, helpful. Okay. Sometimes is. I will extend diamonds the in the rough. Let we me tell you those. this. Let me tell you what I need though. I I love comps. If something doesn't come in or isn't coming in, but I just don't feel like I'm getting the full picture, man, I would love those. And I'll reach out to the realtor and be like, Hey, do you have anything else? Okay. Here's what I need though. I need the hundred dollar bills. I need the HUD one or the closing disclosure. <laughs> yes, I do know so that. I have to prove it. Okay. I can't just say, Oh, a realtor said this house sold for X amount. Like I need to know, I need to know details about that house. Right. I need to know square footage, bedroom, bath. Like if you sold this house off market and you have the CD, give me the CD and say this was 3,900 square feet. It's a three car garage, five bedrooms, four and a half bath. Like, yeah. Okay. Which Give is, me that. Yeah, which is another reason why realtors in this area need to work together and be right. nice to each other because 100%. whenever you need those off-market comps, you better believe like I'm knock, out there. Knock, knock, knock. Hey, hey, have you sold anything in X neighborhood? It's me again. Um, that's so important. And yeah. I, so, okay, so you can't be bribed. I think that's what we've learned. Can't Number be one, bribed. can't be bribed. I do have another question for you though, because mm-hmm. I often tell people that we have a whole category of like why it's important to work with a great lender. And we're going to have a lender on in a couple of weeks and talk to them about this. But the reason I always try to encourage them to go more towards like a regional lender is because A, we need them to pick up the phone. B, we need to have them on our side. But C, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, when they put out that RFP for an appraiser, is it going to be more like to be a local person because what I've had happen in the past is we've had a buyer who had to work with a national bank because that's the bank that he was he works for and they sent out someone from like Wiley Texas to come down to our area of town over here and this person knew nothing about the areas and so am I correct or not correct in that statement that if you have more of a local or regional lender is their RFP to an appraiser going to be somebody that maybe is for more familiar with the area so I now I don't I, think so. Now he said no. what he said. So Heather data, says no. Data is data, right? Data is data. So here's what here's what I think. I don't believe it. <laughs> um, and I I've heard this from my wife. I'll overhear my wife realer, on the realer, phone. Amazing realtor. I'll hear her on the Shout phone out. with people, and you know you need to go to this lender and blah blah blah. They're local and all that kind of stuff. And I do and I do feel like customer service wise yeah. to your client, uh, a local lender. From a from a local bank is gonna be more incentivized than someone at, at a major bank right. who is you know they're not you know they're sitting in a bank branch and right. they're, they're really not building a business they're just trying to get through know, these mortgages mm-hmm. yeah I, I feel like a local lender is gonna do that and it's true that a local lender you know ever since Dodd Frank. And, and 09, right, which really kind of changed the financial world of mortgages. Well, you okay? Of all that kind of stuff. Whenever I'm just we, scrolling through Instagram. Whenever we get there's into so the much, technical you, parts, Heather there's has so signed much, off. <laughs> there was so much liability placed on lenders. Right. And, and the appraisal piece is one that is very difficult to handle. So they can't just say... A local lender can't call me and be like, Grant, I got this house. Right. right. Bring right. it on. Like right. They can't, they can say, Grant's on our list. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, that's okay. I guess that's where I was kind of getting at. And so, right. and, and so as, a, as an appraiser and a lender giving out appraisals, they're pretty much dealing cards, right? Yeah. Until I screw up enough Oof. or I'm late on, I'm late getting an appraisal back or something like that to where they're like, this guy, we're not going to use him anymore. Okay. And that's more apt to happen at a local lender than okay. it is. That you're like blacklisted or something. Yeah. Is that the lender well, actually just, said like that? We can't use that guy anymore or something. Yeah. Because he didn't do his job well. It was actually you. That's really weird. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. I don't, um, I don't okay. recall ever being uh-huh. kicked off a list well, before. 
<laughs> I do have one more question, and yes. then maybe you got another story before you wrap this up. So a seller will you you know the seller works so hard to get their house ready for showings, and candles are lit. You know, it's spotless, it's professionally cleaned, and then they get into the mode of moving because now they're sweet, sweet pending, as we'd like to call it. And so they always kind of ask me, like, well, does a house that need to, what does a house need to look like for the appraiser? You know, and I probably incorrectly don't put as, I'm like, it's okay. Like, don't worry about it. Some I'm like, it's okay because they work from home, for example. It's okay if you're there. Like, should they, does it matter? I mean, obviously, if one has granite, one doesn't have granite. Do these these minor things like house clean, it vacant, it smells nice. There's, I had a client like bake brownies for the appraiser one time. Oh, so um, sweet. Like, does that little stuff matter? Or are you truly, like, by the time you've gone in the house, you've already looked at comps, like, you're just verifying kind of the, the granite, the floors, the, mm -hmm. you know. Are you impacted by these things? No. Okay. okay. All right. No. Um, don't people make your can, bed, people. Don't do your laundry. People can matter. be there. It's faster if someone isn't there. Right. They're not following you around. But, Have you seen this? Yeah. Let me show you this. Look how... The level height of these granite. countertops level is, six granite. I, see, my back is bad, so the countertops, the countertops are higher. Countertops are higher. And, double vanities. And this sink is new, and you're like, okay, thank you. Farmhouse, farmhouse sink. If someone's there, I can ask them questions. Hey, what have you done in the last five years to this okay. house? Have you replaced as the a roof? realtor? I don't know if I, I'm like. Stay quiet. On, yes. Let me have show you replaced up. the roof? I'll have you like redone the, the floors? How recently did you do that? What else have you done? Okay. You know, new new AC, new heating. What you know different major components of the home that I, I like to be able to talk to somebody okay, about. Good. Okay. Well, sometimes you get the appraisal requests like the day of or so. And I'm right. always like, it's more important to get them in and get that done than yeah. waiting for you to truly be like ready. No, for no, it. no, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. Have boxes out, be packing, whatever. Like I really just need to see. And when I take pictures, people, I've had people be like, Oh, stop. Let me go clean that room. And you're like, no, listen. Yeah. No one's seeing in these. No one's seeing these. Actually, I did see some, and I was, <gasps> it was really bad. It's oh. insane what you see sometimes, but um, nobody's seeing these. No one cares. The val like the the appraisal is not going to, the value is not going to come up short from the sales price because your laundry's on the ground. Yeah, your bed isn't okay. Made well, that's good to know. This it is, is good not to know. the house is sold. Right. right, you're not selling. Well, I'm it's not, supposed to. Sometimes you kill our deals, <laughs> and then you come in and say it's. I'm not buying it. So that's not a big. That's not a big deal. I mean, I've seen some really nasty, nasty stuff. I want to hear more about that. Yeah. So well, I do have one more question. Yes, I promise. Okay. Yeah. In the past couple of years, appraisal waivers have been huge here in our market, meaning the appraisal is not as important. So a buyer says from the get go, I don't care what this appraises for. Essentially, I'm going to pay this price. Listed for 500. We're at 500. If it appraises for 450, I'm going to bring 50 grand to the table and get this done. So in the past couple of years, like, A, do you know if there's an appraisal waiver? And B, are you just like, I don't even care. Like, why does anybody matter? No, why not it, at all. Why does I, this matter? Um, <laughs> I do know. I do see. I mean, I get the entire contract. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so you know going into it that this particular buyer. I know going into it that the, there's an appraisal But you still just waiver. do your it, job. That means nothing to me. Okay. So I think there's different, you know, appraisal, we look backwards. We don't look into the future. Okay. So when you see like last two, like a year and a half ago, when prices just demand was, demand was high, inventory was non-existent and prices were going through the roof and everything is multiple offer situation, bring your highest and best. And PTSD here. Sweating. You know, Sweating. you read Clammy stories hands. about a house in Austin sold for 500,000 mm -hmm. more for list price. Literally, and like literally heard that story weekly. Yes. Prices are going up, all this stuff. So we saw a lot of appraisal waivers then. I don't want to say rightly so, but in a housing market that's escalating that quickly, I only have... I can only look backwards. Yeah. And for that, the first couple months before we started to get comps that supported what the demand was, we just really weren't coming in. Yeah. There was a week, I remember talking with Matt Lewis, and I was like, I did you know, 20 appraisals this week, 15 were came in below. Oh. And it was just right at the beginning. But I've got to support, like, I have to support it. Like, for uh, for you guys to sell a house, all you need is one person to be like, yeah, I'll buy I always say that. We just need one offer. Just need one. Yep. I need a bunch mm -hmm. of people 
in that deal because the lender is looking at it from a standpoint of there's a huge increase, but there could be a huge decrease tomorrow. Yeah. And now I've sold this house for way more than what it's worth. And and it's 2008 again. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Uh, You're keeping us safe. We don't yeah, hate you. We We're don't just hate kidding. You. You're not killing like all our deals. That's not what your hand gestures are <laughs> saying right now. <laughs> well, this is really helpful for all of us because I will it say, is. I think most of us realtors yes. are going around spatting out all this information about the appraisals, appraisers, and really it's based on nothing. It, truly. Zero. Just a little um, bit of history. And and I do feel like, you know, you, you hear one bad incident or you hear one bad FHA appraisal, for example, and and then it just starts spreading like wildfire, you know. Well, and I think, I think that's been perpetuated through the years yes, of, sure. you know, when you guys first started in the business, you had these older, wiser realtors that you looked up to who, who are now were, us, but yes, we're doing appraisals through. in the eighties and nineties. Yes, exactly. And it, it, it is 1000% different, right? You know, a local lender, you know, they used to have listings in a, in a oh, book, oh, like Heather a physical, talked about this last week, a physical book. And so MLS really wasn't, so what a local appraiser meant the world. Exactly. Not now with comp- now, the data we all available, have access to more it's, info. it's not, it's as not it is so as true. important. We need a new wave of. Yeah. Where are of, the, where are the young ones? Where are the babies? Let's no, get them in here. Yeah. They won't come on this because podcasts are <laughs> not cool. Um, okay. This has been really fun. Um, if you have any more stories you want to throw out there. Yeah, Grant, do you have any more stories? Or Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> give us one more before we sign off. Absolutely. One more is tough. Or, whatever. Of, Only the best. How would I put this? You know, there've been times where I've gone into different houses I go into a, I go into a ton of houses, yeah. And like you were saying earlier, with your buy, like I've got a buyer, and they don't know if the if they should clean before the appraiser comes. Like some people are not cleanly, shall we? Cleanly say? at all. Tidy. Some people are not interested in like what someone thinks about their house. They don't um, give up. And uh, so, let's see. How do I say this? I'm scared. When a man and a woman love each other. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> This might be the episode Sometimes. where the kids stop watching. Okay, Listening? go ahead, Casey, if you're out there. Yeah, Casey, turn, turn this down for the kids. This is not that kind of podcast, Grant. Well, I, I'm trying to be <laughs> yeah. delicate. Yeah, you have seen some things. You've well, seen they some things. W- well, people will express their love in physical ways, <laughs> and they might leave things out. And sometimes they employ accessories in that ex, <laughs> you know. In that um, I'm expression of physical love. And sometimes oh, they will leave those accessories oh out God. charging oh. while <laughs> the appraiser comes in. Uh, I've seen more, people put it away. Than, yeah. Put it away. Put it away. There's got to be another plug in the house <laughs> that you could charge that on. <laughs> um, take the day off when I take pictures of bathrooms I have to pull the curtain back so I can see what the shower surround is made out of and there have been like things stuck to walls no. there yes yeah and sometimes the people are there yeah and so I have to walk out and be like I didn't just like see I'm gonna go I'm gonna I, go now my jaw's on the floor yeah I get I have no words I'm Oh, wait, this I've episode had to blur. just got so much more exciting. I've had to That's what blur, I was going to ask. I'd have, I've had to blur them out of pictures I was before. just going to ask that. <gasps> yeah. You're just like sitting in the living room or just it's No, it's like. <laughs> sitting in the bathroom? The bathroom is, I guess, a popular area. I can't. But, so you're like, oh, and you, and I'm not, I'm not taking it off the wall. Well, God, no, don't touch it. I'm not touching it. I don't even it. know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> so, I don't, don't tell me. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I I'm don't not, even know what y'all are referring to. We'll have to put an explicit on this episode. And I don't want to do that. So don't, don't, I'm so not going to go her. any farther. I've tried to be tactful, <laughs> but smart. still explain the situation. No, you're um, doing great, Grant. This is terrifying, horrifying. Yeah. Whoa, one whoa. time I went in to a home and it, I knew it was going to be bad. The guy had a boat outside, like a boat on a trailer. And it was a nicer boat, like a bass boat, it, it, kind of sparkly on the sides, oh, you yeah. know, like a nice one. Yeah. But the tires were flat and it was full of boxes and the boxes have been rained on and everything's kind of disintegrated inside. So we go, I go inside the house and there's a guy and he's got this huge living room area and he's all set up in there. And like he's sitting in a chair on a computer 
in kind of in the middle of the room and there's like a hospital bed behind him and like he doesn't have legs. Oh. So you're like, okay, it's kind of shocking at first, but you're like, whatever. Sure. And so we're, I'm going through the house, I'm measuring the house and he looks me in the eye and he was like, your name's Grant, right? I was like, yes, yeah, it is. And he said, I'm not running a small business out of my house. (laughs) And I was like, what? He was like, I'm not running a small business out of my house. (laughs) And so I was like, okay. I go, that doesn't really matter. (laughs) To the appraiser. And he was like, well, I'm not running a small business out of my house. And so. He wants it on record, no matter who comes into his house. So I've got to see every room. And so I go into like this enclosed patio and it looks like an O'Reilly auto parts store back there. It is full of like commercial shelving and auto parts. And I, and I come out and I was like, what are all these auto parts? You wouldn't happen to be running a small business out of here. And he was like, uh, my mother passed away and she had an auto parts store. Of course she did. And I was like, and so you just, brought all the auto parts here to your don't and there's like, question this I man. I love that you're poking the bear. I, I am. I like, do. God. I want so, you, you're like want him to say I do run a small business. I was like, well, so you're just keeping <laughs> Great. auto and I'm talking it had to have been 500 square feet of auto parts. Oh my God. Just enough for a nice small business. And I was right. like, well, what are all these FedEx boxes? Grant. Grant. <laughs> I'm not running a small business out of my house. <laughs> Let the man be, yeah. Grant. I was Let like, it okay. Be. Have you ever had anybody be hostile towards you? Like, get out, just get out of my house. Oh, and I think that's I hit a, a word button. from our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was my phone hit the button. I didn't know you had. Uh, I didn't actually know we had that button. Had I known? <laughs> Has anybody ever been hostile towards you? Absolutely. See what this. Okay. Our poor editor. You know, one time. Don't edit this out. Oh. Have you done some out in the country? I was out. So I was out in the country. <laughs> That's the button I need when we say if I have any new business this week. I just need oh, to click that button. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah sorry, I had Grant. a I had a woman um, who I went went to her home. Hi, I'm Grant. I'm the appraiser. Started appraising. So I'm going to go measure outside. I'm going to measure outside and then I'm going to come inside and take pictures uh, can you open your garage for me? Just typical stuff. And I was outside maybe 10 minutes and like, I don't, she, she came outside and who are you? <gasps> what are you doing here? Like totally forgot. We'd had that oh, conversation no. um, and just starts lo- like sc- yelling at me. And you're like, Oh, I, we just spoke. We just spoke. Ten I'm minutes the appraiser. Ago. What, it, wh- why do I need an appraisal? Like <gasps> just for totally. And so you're like, Oh, <gasps> Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. What did you do? I had to, to like, wait. Oh. And then she was, and I think. Short term memory. I don't think she remembered, right. but I knew, I think she Aww. was aware that she doesn't remember. Oh, so she God. was like, Aww. well, whatever then. And went back inside. Oh. And then later I knock on the door and she was like, hi, Grant, how are you done? Aww. Like she just couldn't. Oh. So that's the hard part of my job. Isn't it so invasive? Like you are going super invasive. I have no, you know, previous knowledge of what I'm walking into. That's right. And so I can't tell you how many, like, and that's the worst part of the job is, um, you know, I've gone into homes where, you know, Meals on Wheels shows up while I'm there. Or, you know, my wife's on bed rest or my wife's, you know, bedridden. Right. The the guy's in a wheelchair. Right. you're appraising this house. It, there was one, and, and she was bedridden. It was a it was a crazy house. They had cats. Ever they had cat. The house was full of that carpeted cat furniture mm-hmm. everywhere. <laughs> and uh, she was bedridden. He's in a wheelchair. He's showing me around, telling me jokes. Do you want to oh. hear a joke? And I was like, I kind of want to go. But if you want to tell me a joke, here. that's fine. And I remember like being in the bedroom and she, I mean, she's stuck. She can't get out of bed. Mm. And she looked at me and she goes, getting old is horrible. Oh, and I was right. like, oh. That was not something you thought you'd encounter no, that day. No, not at all. And so you take these pictures and you, you know, you've got to so, be I know. honest about value and all that kind of stuff. And I, that house. But then you kind of know a little bit about yeah, their situation. Yeah. Is, was, is was fresh on my mind recently because I had on that same street to take a 
comp picture. Um, and this was probably a year ago that I was out there and there's like a U-Haul trailer at the oh, house. Wow. And so you just, you know, you kind of walk in a lot of times it's, Hey, I'm happy we're selling this house or, you know, the next best thing. But a lot of times in, in some of the other like non sales transaction stuff right. that I do is oh, yeah. pretty heartbreaking to see that. And that's the worst because, you know, you're there and you want to do something, but you're like, I'm going to praise her. I got like, I got to right. go. I got to be somewhere in an hour. I know, but you um, want to, yeah, but you want to help and you just can't. And you know, those, there was one house probably affected me more than any that I've been to. And it was a house that like most people, whether the house is immaculate or not, will apologize mm-hmm. for their house. Right. Like, I'm so yes. sorry. We just didn't have time to, you know, and you're like, I, it looks like no one lives here. Right. You know, uh, this one, filthy, just oh, filthy. Like, the, um, you know, those uh, fly catchers that mm-hmm. are like the ribbons that mm-hmm. hang from, like there was one over the sink. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right. And just dirty dishes, like had been dirty for a long time. And just going through and the woman who was there, like was presentable, and just sat on the couch and never apologized, like nothing, like this is normal mm-hmm. stuff. And I remember, man, I have to take a picture of every room. And I remember going into one bedroom and it was like a teenager's bedroom and it was spotless. Oh. And so you know that this girl is right. right, just hates what she has to live in and probably doesn't bring friends over. And right. like you, you play these stories out in your mind as right. you, cause you're, oh, you guys yeah. know we you're know in enough seen, houses. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you kind of know people by their house. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're seeing people in so many different seasons of life and so many different phases. And again, sure. we joke that, you know, the appraiser is the most hated person, but I mean, hearing you kind of, you know, narrate or go through kind of literally the different things that you've seen and the different yeah, phases of life that people are in. It's like you, you remember, I mean, this job is funny sometimes and absolutely. laughable, but then it, there are, there are hard things that yeah. you have to see yeah. also. And I'll have a lot more empathy for appraisers next you time. Should. Right. You should. This, we are. this has taken a turn. <laughs> Sorry. Is this a lighthearted? Uh, oh, oh, we're back. And we're back. And we're back to lighthearted, funny. Lighthearted, funny. What's this one? <laughs> there I was. Y'all are poor editors. No, don't edit this out. I love it. This is brilliant. Uh, well, yeah, that, that was, that's, it, I mean, there's ups and downs. And well, so, and, sure. it, and it'll all happen in a day. Like you'll be at this house of just a crazy person and then, then you'll go and your heart's broken. Yes, exactly. And then you see, you know. Something charging, or you know, yeah. it it's all in a day's work, all right? In a day's work, I do, I do have more empathy for appraisers because and now I, I know you are a wealth of knowledge. Yes, Grant. You guys, you thanks cannot. for having me. Oh yeah. my god, can't thank you enough awesome. for coming on. I know, and now you'll have to listen to more than one episode of Ooh. this. You'll have to listen to your own. Oh well, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Grant, seriously, you are. Thank you so much for coming on and spending this time with us, I, Heather. I know I feel actually like a way more knowledgeable yes. about this topic. I, I was excited to actually just ask him flat out. Yeah. Like, like do we matter in your, in your world? You um, totally matter. We matter. You both matter. Thank you, Grant. Well, um, come back on and see us soon. Keep those stories coming, obviously write them down. So you don't forget, um, listener will be back next week with a super exciting guest that we can't wait to tell you more about. Follow us on Instagram for more, you know, where to send us stories and we'll see you soon. Yes. Bye. Always be closing. Hello, I live here. Always be closing. I've never been to your apartment. So real. What else do we need?